0: What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Behind the Mic with AC, a.k.a. your host, Andrew Christensen. Hope you are doing well. It's really good to be back. You know, it's been a while. And to be honest, I've been doing a lot of rebranding of this podcast. You know, I've been shaping to see, like, how can I adjust this podcast and make it to something that people are going to enjoy to listen to? Not that you guys haven't enjoyed to listen to this, because frankly, you guys have continued to believe in me and to believe in the show and the people who come onto the show, and so I'm really excited to see how this rebranding is going to look. I'm going to kind of shorten the episodes for when people come onto the show. I'm going to make it a little bit more uh, user-friendly in a sense of, like, people are enjoying listening to stuff that is uh, moving in a quicker pace, but something that is still uh, holds some weight and some value, and so I'm really looking forward to rebranding this and seeing how this continues to grow so quick, catch up on who how I'm doing. Went through the summer with just a lot of busyness, to be honest. <laughs> we had a lot of craziness at Costco, and we dealt with the Fourth of July stuff and Father's Day stuff, and so there's just been chaos throughout the summer. But frankly, I wouldn't have asked it to be any different. If you're new to the show, welcome. My email is in the description above, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podomatic. That's achris75 at my.chemeketa.edu. And that's if you have any questions, prayer requests, or anything of uh, something I haven't brought up yet, feel free to email me. As I've said before, the diversity of thought needs to be way more welcome, way more universal. We need to be able to exchange ideas and share things that in our minds without tearing each other down. And so feel free to email me if you have any of that, because uh, I have been praying for you guys, the ones that have been emailing me, asking me any questions, or even disagreeing with anything that I have to say or any of the guests that i have come onto the show. And so to revamp this and to uh, start this uh, on a new note, I figured I'd bring in the guy who I've known for actually a while. I mean, not a long time, but for a while, a decent amount of time. And we've actually went to the same school back in high school and that's kind of when we started to connect a little bit and so i'm really excited to have him onto the show and man you guys are so excited i mean you don't know him yet but like you have no idea how powerful his story is right now and so i'm he's got a huge smile on his face right now and so i'm really excited to have him come onto the show and so without further ado david prosser how are you doing
1: oh andrew man it's so good to be here and i couldn't be more excited to be a part of this because I know God is, is going to move and it's going to be a big thing. And yeah, I just, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Absolutely. And we're going to touch on your faith here in just a second, but we're going to rewind to uh, like where you grew up. Like, yeah. where were you born?
1: I was actually born in uh, Tucson, Arizona, but my dad was in the Air Force. So um, we moved when I was like three or four years old. Came up to Oregon um, and first came to Klamath Falls for like a year. But then after that, moved to Salem-Kaiser area, so I've been here uh, since, like, first grade, so this is really my home, I grew up here, went to high school here, went to college in Newburgh at George Fox University, so still pretty close, but, yeah, now I'm still living in Salem, South Salem, and, yeah, I love the city, I always thought I would leave, you know, once I was done with school, but, yeah, no, I'm I'm here to stay, so it's been, been an amazing journey and time here do you remember anything about Arizona like living there yeah um I guess not really as much like when I was a kid there mm-hmm. but we used to travel there like every year like either Christmas or just spend time with the holidays because my both my parents my mom and dad all their families down there so we'd spend time with like grandma aunts uncles all my cousins and like just the best memories like, I always remember when we would travel there leaving was the hardest thing like I wouldn't want to go Mm -hmm. back because, like, this is home because this is where my family is. But uh, being in Salem like that just made, uh, being so far away from our relatives, just made my family that much stronger. So it's just me and older brother, Matt, and, like, we're best friends. And we got to really just grow close together. And with my parents, like, just a really good family situation. So it, it was a blessing also just being so far away.
0: Talk to me about that relationship with you and Matt. You said you guys are really close, yeah. basically best friends. Like, Was it always like that, or was it really like button heads, as brothers usually do, or yeah. siblings usually do? Yeah.
1: Yeah, first, uh, I mean, he picked on me a lot, <laughs> just normal <laughs> stuff. Uh, but then, you know, I, I really I started getting as big as him, so that he couldn't mm-hmm. pick on me as much, because uh-huh. you know, I would start punching back. <laughs> but really, like, uh, when we both got into high school, so he's two and a half years older than me. So he was a junior, I was a freshman. Um, and then we really—he started like taking me under his wing, and, and then the next year we actually got to play on the same football team. His senior year, oh, that's cool—an amazing experience. And and we played the same position, so like every day at practice we'd be together, we'd be running together, like lifting weights together, and, and we actually both started together. Like that was a super cool thing that they actually put in like a new formation so we could have two tight ends, and we ran that and dominated. So <laughs> it, was, it was really fun. But ever since then we've really been more like twins because like same height, same build. And, and even working at Under Armour, like we would go, we both worked there. We'd go dressed in the same clothes and just try to mess with people. So yeah, it's, I feel like we're more closer to twins now than just like brothers.
0: Now you just talked about Under Armour and working there. How long did you work there?
1: Oh yeah. I was like on and off for probably a little over four years so all I started like right after uh, high school, and that was like kind of my part-time job all through college um, while I was playing football at George Fox. And I mean, I enjoyed it. There, it was amazing because I mean, I love the gear. Under Armour is an amazing company. And I mean, <laughs> bro, 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 wait, 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 wait. Talk about the
0: deals, bro, that oh, we would get.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, man, we were pretty much robbing the place. like... <laughs> Back in the day with the we old were. discount,
0: like not actually, but just at this point, of, we weren't actually stealing from Under Armour.
1: We we paid, we paid, but like I mean, we could get our clearance shirts that was mm-hmm. marked down, and then like forty percent off, and then another fifty percent off. So like, yeah, no, it was it was amazing. I'm still have most of those clothes. Like that's what my Me whole too. wardrobe is. Like these socks probably like three or four years old, but this shirt is from Under yeah. Armour. <laughs> But, yeah, so, I mean, it was a fun place. And and all the people that would roll through there, like, so many good friends. And I I loved it. I mean, it's retail, but, I mean, it's all about how you make it. So, it was Mm -hmm. a really, really fun, good time.
0: Yeah. And it's actually funny or interesting. So, you and I really started to connect once I got hired on Under Armour. Like, I'd known you for a while, but, like, we weren't friends. I think you can read on that. Like, we weren't, like, connected or, like, hanging out or anything like that. Yeah. And so, Under Armour was when I really started to connect with you. Yeah. And I can remember one time, so you and I would always have these (laughs) debates about the Celtics and the Cavs. (laughs) And and I would always defend my guy, LeBron. Oh, yeah. And you defend your Celtics. (laughs) We made a deal, and I can't remember what it was. Do you remember what it was? It was something along the lines that if the Cavs beat the Celtics... Yeah, probably to
1: go to the finals. That's right. And And then if
0: the Cavs beat the Celtics, oh, then you'd have to buy... I
1: got you an Under Armour Cavs shirt, didn't I? That's right. Yeah. And, I, if, I... <laughs> and if the uh, right. Celtics if beat the Cavs, yeah. then
0: I had to buy you a Celtics shirt.
1: Yeah, because back when Under Armour had them, those were awesome. But uh, Yeah, dude, I, I was making those bets like pretty much yearly. always had faith in the season. and this might be the year they go to the finals, so Man. let's see.
0: <laughs> I, I will say that Celtics team was really good. Yeah. They were young, yeah. they were good. They had high energy. They play great defense, yeah. and they probably should have went to the finals if Kyrie's healthy. Jordan yeah. Hayward is healthy. They probably should
1: have gone to the finals if we're being yeah. honest here. Yeah.
0: So, I know this is still a little refreshed.
1: Yeah, this is about the time every year when I really yeah. start getting excited, and you know, Celtics are looking good. I think it might be their year, but yeah, it's it's like clockwork, really. Yeah, it is what it is. I
0: guess right. Oh. I mean, I can remember. Um, a shout out to my boy Reed. Him and I would also get into debates all the time because yeah. he's a huge Blazer fan. Yeah, and oh my gosh, we would debate. I mean, it, it would probably ruin like our shifts. Like I would <laughs> leave my spot where I'm supposed to be yeah. to go to the front desk <laughs> to argue with him, just oh, talk basketball. And Mary would be like, "Get back to your station, Or <laughs> Yeah, they were. They were Reed, Reed just himself would split us say, up. <laughs> Oh, good times. But that was when we really started to connect. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, I like this guy. Like, he really – A, he speaks his mind (laughs) in sports. But, like, he speaks his mind and takes a leadership role. Yeah. And that was when I was like, okay, I can really respect this guy. And, like, while he's – we're still on the same quote-unquote level in terms of employee or whatever. Yeah. You really took a lot of – a huge leadership role. And I was like, okay, I like this guy. And so that's something that's always been really admirable about you. Mm. And so, that was really... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, fast forward a little bit. You're going to George Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, you left Under Armour, correct?
1: Yeah. So, I would leave uh, Under Armour, like, during the football season. But then, after, I would come back. So, like, winter on, uh, work a couple nights. Like, not, like, a lot of hours. Because, obviously, like, school is important, too. But, every once in a while, like, I would just come back. And, and they really just kept me on the schedule and worked with me. So, that was really awesome. Mm-hmm. But summers I would go back and yeah I I spent a lot of time there.
0: So why did you go to George Fox like what led you to there and what did you do there?
1: Yeah uh well really the whole decision to go to George Fox uh plays into my story and uh it was just to pursue my faith and I really wanted to to grow in that and I knew like really just when I went on my first visit and being on the campus like you just feel in the atmosphere and like I I knew if I went there I'd just get to to just learn more and, and grow in my faith. And um, they also wanted me to play football there. And it was a new football program. And I mean, they, psh, I love the coach. The coach was amazing when I saw him on the recruiting trip. And I, I just knew this is where I needed to be. And, and I went there studying uh, computer science. I got my degree in information systems, which is like computer science and business, like a mix of those. And, and that was great too. But really like uh, the whole experience at George Fox, like, uh, I loved it. It really, like, shaped me a lot into in who I am now, and I've, I would tell anyone, like, going to George Fox is an amazing choice.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, fast forward to where you're at so, about a couple months ago, really, when yeah. there was a, a huge transformation in your life. Do you mind explaining that right now to the listeners?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's it's been a, a journey for a little while now, but um, just, like, quick background, like, I was raised Christian my whole life, uh, believed in God, and and my family really instilled that faith. But uh, we didn't really walk it out much, and like weren't in church every Sunday like we should be, and and just not not too much, um, like really involved. Uh, but it it really started my senior year uh, at Sprague, uh, FCA, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes, uh, came and and started a club there, and and I joined that um, was. Of course, 100% on that. Wanted to be a part of it, and it was it was a big step for me. That was like my first personal step of faith when um, you know my parents weren't telling me to do it. I, I decided to do that, and it was really uh, impactful for me. So, I that's what uh, really helped influence my decision to go to George Fox. But like I, I played a small leadership role in that, and um, that was just you know a couple lunches I would lead a a devotion out of the back of the FCA Bible and. And it was it was really good and challenging, and, and I, I grew a lot in that small season. And and so then, yeah, I, I wanted to, to pursue that more and go to George Fox and really thought I'd build my faith, but just kind of drifted a little bit. And, I mean, I'd, the excuse I could use is just like I was too busy with football and everything, but really that's just an excuse. Like, uh, you still have to put an effort to, to build your faith, and I thought just being there I would grow in faith, but... I was, I was distracted, I was too busy with football, and they even had a fellowship of Christian athletes at George Fox, but I was on my only day off from football, so I said I was too mm-hmm. tired. Uh, but really, uh, that all changed my junior year, uh, it was spring, so we were playing spring ball, getting ready for my senior year of football, I was really excited, like things were really going well, I was starting to play with the ones, I played defensive ends, so like the defense, Every single year at George Fox, just flying around, high energy, so much fun, and it just really seemed like you know the team was starting to click and like this could be a really big year for us. Uh, and then I, I injured my knee again, and I've torn my ACL meniscus in both knees, so I've had multiple surgeries. Um, and yeah, I just sort of tore my meniscus. Uh, that summer I had surgery, they trimmed that out, and I tried to rehab the rest of the summer uh, to recover to be able to play my senior year, but. I wasn't able to recover, so I needed a meniscus transplant, which ended up uh, meaning my fifth knee surgery, and that was a two-year recovery. So that ended my sports career. I uh, couldn't finish out my senior year, but uh, looking back on it now, uh, it really was a blessing and more of a wake-up call uh, because football was starting to become my idol. Like That's you know my identity. That's what took up all my time. Uh, that's what I was doing on Sundays instead of going to church. So yeah, like God just took that away from me, and uh, I'm I'm glad that instead of you know, staying in that that season of just like destroyed and uh, just lost everything, I actually just I went to my faith and I turned back to Him, and that was like the best thing I could have done. So that was instead of, of football and and sports really being my identity, I, I stepped away from that, uh, and then started pursuing my faith again, and um, that. This is around the same time um, Emma, who was my girlfriend then, she's now my wife. Uh, she...
0: Congratulations!
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, she's she had been going to Church in the Hill for a few years before that uh, because her mom had a bakery and and they worked on Sundays, so they had to go to church on Saturday nights, and and they had a service at Church in the Hill and their Kaiser campus. So um, we we started going to church together there, and right away, like I just. I loved it, I really just felt something special being there, and, and that's when we really just started going consistently, and and that's really where everything started changing for me. And, and also, uh, my senior year at George Fox, I, I took a Christian discipling class, which was really amazing too, and, and I was able to learn a lot and grow a lot and, and just that short class in that one semester. And it's funny because it was a, a freshman Christian ministry class, uh, and I was a senior, computer science major so like there was really no like business for me to be in that class and even the professor's like why are you here like this is <laughs> this is like the elective you mm-hmm. pick but honestly it was one of the most like influential beneficial classes I took there so that was like a total god thing that he put me there and and I was able to just grow in that and yeah so we, we got uh, really involved in, in Church in the Hill and their community um started going to life group with uh, a group there and and started serving in the community and my yeah my faith just started to really just grow and grow and grow and so that was amazing and so yeah we we decided Emma and I we wanted to get baptized so we actually got baptized a week before our wedding and that was just super special and amazing and uh, what happens after this is it's just really crazy how you know God will just put people in your lives at the right time and that's you just know it's him so um, my senior year of high school if a little rewind the leader uh, of that was Taylor Wilkins amazing guy he's totally on fire for Jesus and and we connected right away and, and I really liked him and learned a lot from him uh, but then you know it was I thought it was always something interesting with him because we would cross paths in the weirdest places like at the gym and I didn't even know he went to that gym like a couple times or you know one time we saw each other in California at an In-N-Out burger like this is just so random. Uh, but then, yeah, we we crossed paths again because he, and I didn't even know he was at Church on the Hill, but he accepted the middle school youth pastor job there. Uh, so I saw him there, and we reconnected. But I just knew God was calling me to, to whatever ministry, work with him. And like there was a reason that we were at the same place again. So yeah, this the past year, I worked with the middle school youth group, and that just really launched my faith. And, and I just like the the impact of ministry and and just like worshiping and praying and just being with these kids like that it had a huge impact on me but also like to see the impact on them and just what all that I did for them like it really showed me I have a heart for the youth and ministry and before I I never really even thought of doing that um so like I, I just really in times of worship really gotta just experience like the presence of God and And just feel the Holy Spirit moving inside you. So I I just knew, like, this is what I wanted to do. And just started really pursuing that and and praying and laying my life down for Him and and asking whatever He wants wants me to do with my life. Like, I'm willing and I'll do that. And, yeah, so, I I mean, I prayed that prayer for a few months. And (laughs) I even said, like, you know, God, I'll quit my job if you show me what you want to do. And, yeah, you got to be careful with what you ask God because he might just <laughs> do that for you. And, yeah, like, I so I, a little just to, before this happened, I got a job, like, pretty soon after college when I graduated. Um, and it was with the Oregon National Guard. I got a job with their IT department. And that was honestly an awesome job. I loved everything I did there. It was great to learn a lot more about just the whole um the whole industry and I got a lot of trainings and just got to do a lot of fun stuff and, and I was working there for like about six or seven months and, and also it was awesome because my wife worked down the hall. She was in HR. So we gotta have lunch together, we drive to work together. Like it was really a great spot to be in. Uh, but yeah, so one day at work, I just get a call randomly and it's, it's funny how this happens because you know I had a direct connection with FCA with Taylor. Uh, but yeah, there's actually another friend who was calling me, and he mm-hmm. said, "Hey, there's this opportunity uh, with FCA, and I think you'd love it. I think this would be a, a, a really good thing. I don't know if like you're looking to, you know, change careers or anything, but I can connect you with uh, this super like director uh, that's putting on FCA in the area. And right away, I was you know think as hearing this, and I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. Like, I I remember I was a pretty big part in my story, but. You know, i I got to be here for at least two years. I need the experience, you know, so I can get a different job. That pays way more um, so I can, you know, provide for my family and um, have my wife be a stay-at-home mom. And, and I, yeah, so I don't think I'm going to say yes to him. But what well, my what I actually said, so that's what my mind was saying. But what I actually said was like, you know what, yeah, I'd love to hear more about it and meet with him. So, yeah, I ended up meeting with uh, Pat Bailey, who, who used to be the assistant baseball coach at OSU, and, Um, we met, and he just shared more about FCA. And that's when I I, I just knew right away when I met with him, like, this is what God was calling me to do. This is really who I was being molded and created to be. Uh, This is actually just a a dream job to think about combining sports and faith. Like, I don't know anything else I'd rather do. So I I took the leap of faith and going into full-time ministry because that's just... God's moved so much in my life and, and has done so much for me. So I, I prayed for it and told him I'd lay my life down for him. And then, yeah, so I just, I gave him my life as a living sacrifice. And just, it's been amazing ever since then.
0: Uh, praise the Lord. Yeah, And it's interesting to hear how passionate you are with what you're doing right now. And I'm sure that you know, initially the, there's that hesitation of, hesitation of like, I don't know if I should do this. It doesn't pay very well. Mm. It's not the ideal situation in terms of like what I'm picturing or our, my family, my wife is to think about down the road. And yet you still followed that calling, that kind of nudge that God was giving you yeah. to take that opportunity because it is an opportunity Yeah. Um, to pursue that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just amazing. And to see... The joy on your face because a lot of people they do jobs that pay really well they take care of them well Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily have that joy you know what i mean oh yeah and so in your case you're doing something that the way that society has defined it Mm -hmm. as is not necessarily essential in terms of like financially yeah but it's giving you joy you know what i mean so what exactly are you doing
1: yeah, so uh, with FCA, I'm going to be an area representative, and I'll, have, uh, I'll be with high schools in the area, so I'll be at North Salem High School, uh, West Salem, McKay, and McNary, and what FCA, the, the, what they do is, their vision is to see the world transformed by Jesus through the influence of coaches and athletes, so we really, we, it's targeted with athletes, but it's not you know exclusive to other people. Mm-hmm. It, we really want everyone to be a part of it, and we just minister to athletes so they can have uh, in, the influence amongst their peers, and, and they can share that with, with others. So what they do is we, we have huddles, is what they're called, at schools, which is like really just Bible studies, and you go through a devotion for like one day a week at lunch. Um, and those more student-led, so I, I'll bring up some student leaders and, and train them and disciple them, and, and so they can, you know, go disciple other people. Like that's one thing I love by FCA. They they truly believe in, and it's their mission to to raise disciples that will make other disciples, and I just love that. And, and then also uh, working with the coaches and, and growing in faith with them and walking in, in what they're going through, and and they want to minister. F C I wants to minister to and through the coaches. So if we can really, you know, win a win a coach's heart and and he gives his life to Jesus and, and changes the way he lives his life, like he'll have that whole impact on his team, like that that'll trickle down to the whole team. So those are two of the the main like focuses with FCA, but then also like with camps, there's camps throughout the summer, um, really throughout the whole year where like it's just powerful, like God just moves at those camps. People are giving their lives to Jesus. Uh, they can all while improving in their sports. Like there's sports-specific camps, there's multi-sport camps, and and really like we just are out there um, wanting to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus and his church. So it, it's something that I I fully believe in, and it's just FCA what they're all about from top to bottom and everyone I've met, like it, it, they just have a passion and fire for Jesus, and we just want to share with everyone. So that's that's what I'll be doing at these schools, and and really, it's it's gonna expand not just at these schools because a, a huge part of it is also partnership. So, partnering with the local church, uh, other youth groups, and just you know getting plugged into the whole community, because that's one thing that that God has really just revealed to me. Like, I I believe there's just gonna be uh, a coming together in Salem, and really partnering with everyone and becoming one church and the body of Christ and then just everyone wrapping their arms around Salem for an unveil of a new creation so I, I truly believe that you know it's strategic and what's happening in Salem is is going to be huge and amazing but also it's it's going to have a trickle effect and it's going to mm. it's going to move so it's it's exciting to, to be a part of this and seeing what just is going to happen in these schools and
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, you should be excited. And I've always been a huge fan of FCA. They, I mean, as athletes, you have a lot of pressure. Yeah. Uh, We talked about this a couple weeks ago, but athletes do face a lot of pressure to be somebody, to live a life filled with pride and selfishness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you do, I would say, most to many athletes. Have a sense of, especially the top ones, yeah. have a sense of arrogance, a little sense of pride to them because that's how they got them to that point. Yeah, um, and so maybe I had to step on some toes as well on the way there. And so, one of the things that FCA does is they connect with the athlete mm, yeah. and say, "Oh, hey, look, we know. Like, whether in your case, like you understand." The pressures that it had that comes with being an athlete, you yeah. know, what I mean, of uh, uh, whether it's getting in the party life or whether it's mm. uh, living a, a life in sin or mm. whatever it is, yeah. but you understand because you've lived a life like that. I mean, we all have, a, yeah, and so FCA has been huge because now, you know, for me, when I was in high school, yeah, FCA gave me or a sense of comfort because yeah. I realized I was like, oh there's still Christians here at the school. Like I felt alone. Mm. Like I didn't feel like there was other people around me that were Christians and athletes. Yeah. And so, you know, going to this thing or when they did come to Sprague High School, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. (laughs) You know, and that's the the best feeling ever when you know that you're not alone because Mm. we work, I mean, we're stronger in numbers. Oh yeah. And so being able to connect with one another and saying, oh, okay. So there are some people here. And like I can share the love of Jesus to these people as well because mm-hmm. I don't feel necessarily like I'm alone, yeah. and so I can, can be that light to the people who haven't necessarily had the opportunity to know who Jesus is, mm-hmm. and so that's a that's a beautiful ministry.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's gonna be awesome because like you know when those athletes do go through that revelation and and their lives change, then they can go out in their schools and and one of the things I I've, I've read recently and just loved and uh, it, was, it was something I actually said about uh, Francis Chan, but he just has like a burning passion for the lost, the last, the littlest, and the least. So there's really no like no one that we're not targeting and want to just reach everyone. And that's actually been one thing like really that that God has revealed to me and, and challenged me with like it's not just you know a few kids from this school and that school. Like He wants these whole schools to change their lives and live for Jesus. And and that's what I'm really looking forward to. Like I think the impact is going to be huge at these schools and. And I'm, yeah, I'm not looking at just, you know, a handful. Like, I want the whole schools to be saved and, and to know Jesus. And, like, with what we know and, and what we've experienced, like, I want everyone to have some of that. Like, everyone needs to know Jesus because he will change your life and, oh, you're fired up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it, man. So, in closing, like, what's one thing, well, we got a couple segments uh, before we close, but... What's one way that somebody could support something like what you're doing right now?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually considered what's prospective staff with FCA. So I'm not on staff with them yet because it's a support raise position. So right now I'm fundraising, um, and really what that entails is uh, just meeting with people and sharing the vision of FCA, uh, just the ministry and everything that they believe in, uh, but also like just sharing like you know financial goals. So I am fundraising to try to go into this ministry i need to be like 80 or 90 percent funded before i can actually go to schools um so i have like a, a donation page but really like meeting with me is is the best way to just hear more about the ministry and then like if you want to become a supporter there's uh, really they want you to build your team off of automatic monthly partners so that's just like donating uh monthly but also like just any gifts are accepted and so I'm just it's been a blessing to be able to meet with people and just share the vision and, and the passion that FC has for everyone and and that's yeah I have a a link that I can give you that uh, just has more information on that but it's it's gonna be amazing just to see what happens.
0: That's great and you know it's God will always provide yeah and I know that finances are tough right now with the way that the economy's been in the last year and a half. But I think that this is a case where you can trust that God's got a plan, that God's got it handled, oh, yeah. and this is somebody that you do want to support. It's somebody that you want to um, give and continue to give to the ministry, because I believe that uh, while we not all we're not all called to go, but we are all called to send to a certain degree. And so, whether it's through finances or prayer, uh, feel free to send that David's way. I'm gonna put the link in the description of this episode after this episode has been recorded. But I just want to continue to pray for you. I encourage you guys listening to pray for David because there's just a sense of joy, Mm -hmm. uh, this fire that Holy Spirit has put into your heart. And so it's just exciting to see. And so I'm thrilled to see where God takes this with you.
1: Yeah, it's it's an amazing journey to be on. And uh, man, just entering into this this big leap of faith like one of the most exciting things about it is like i'll just be with him, with god and i'm just like turning everything else down and just going right after him and so that's really all i want is mm. just to have more of him in my life and and also just to sh- to bring other people into that and share with that
0: yeah that's great now in closing it's going to be a little bit of a digression here but I always do a Would You Rather segment with every single one <laughs> of my guests that come into to the show. Before I digress, uh, if you have any questions for David or you have any questions of, okay, how can I support David through this ministry, through FCA, uh, my email is in the description above. As I said earlier, I'm going to put the link in uh, for David in, his, in the description of the episode. But feel free to email me as well. That's acris75 at my.chemeketa.edu. That's just if you have any questions or prayer requests for me or for David, or yeah. you want to express your prayer requests to David, mm-hmm. um, just feel free to send that to me. But I do a little. Would you rather? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna a- ask you a couple of these. Yeah. And then you have to answer. You have to give me a definitive answer. Oh, here we go. You can't say both. <laughs> you can't say none. You gotta pick one, and you gotta say why. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So the first one. Is would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future
1: Oof. yeah uh, I would definitely go just 10 minutes like, I don't wanna I, I usually don't spend too much time thinking about my future anyway like I just want to be in the present so like yeah I guess 150 years away like there could be some cool things happening but I'm just more concerned about the here and now so mm-hmm. you know maybe 10 minutes would be good so i can know like oh there's gonna be traffic i gotta leave early like, <laughs> i don't know. I don't think too much in advance anyway
0: well here's the question right if you could see 10 minutes into the future and you see that there's traffic is it one of those things where there's nothing you can do about the future Ooh. or is it one of those things where you can see the future and you're gonna change it it's like uh have you seen endgame yeah so it's like when thanos uh it takes Nebula, and uh-huh. then he sees what happens in the future, and so he tries to change the future. Yeah, and it's, he still winds up dying. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, is it one of those situations, or yeah. is it something where like you look in the future and then you can try and change that?
1: Yeah, see, I I don't know if I want to go about like trying to change the the future, so. I- maybe it's just, it just something I know now. So <laughs> instead of being like, I'm leaving five minutes, I gotta leave right now. <laughs> well, Having that
0: kind of power probably would lead to a ton of pride and like yeah. just bad stuff. That's true. <laughs> All right, another one. Would you rather be in jail for five years mm. or be in a coma for a decade?
1: Wow. <laughs> it's funny. I was literally just like the other day thinking about if I were to spend time in jail. Because the way my mind's thinking is like, well, that'd be like an amazing spiritual experience. Yes. Yeah, you know, then I just get to spend so much time with God and like that's all I'll have. Like, so yeah, it can be that. So I can be aware and and have all that and just just get to get know him more and spend time with him. And honestly, like, it'd be kind of nice to have that just solitude with him. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? Also, in a coma, you might have just... Dreams of heaven, that'd be pretty nice, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and it, it I know it certainly wouldn't be luxury being in a prison. Yeah. It would be really difficult. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure your faith would be tested. But also, at the flip side, it would be a ministry opportunity. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I know there's a... Yeah, there's would be an amazing opportunity for you. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's an opportunity. <laughs> all, right, all right. One more. Or actually, we'll do a couple more. Uh, would you rather... Uh, stay in during a snow day or build a fort.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Ah, mm. uh, That's actually a, a pretty tricky one. I mean, I, I'd love to go out and build a fort and, and play in the snow, but I just hate when you get, like, you know, cold and... Bro, I know. And then, like, you get how all do people, wet and how stuff. How do people say like, cold?
0: I don't like, like being cold. You uh, know what I mean? Oh, yeah.
1: So, like, if you're inside, <laughs> you can just, like, sit next to a fire and... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll just stay inside. Because, you know, I, I like looking at snow. It's pretty. I look at the mm-hmm. white and the, how bright it is and crisp. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll stay in. All
0: right, another one. We'll do two more. <laughs> We're not going to do that one. Would you rather uh, never be able to go out during the day or never be able to go out at night?
1: Honestly, I, I wouldn't go out at night because I feel like that would help my sleep schedule. <laughs> I could just be more productive in the day and... Just, no, the more sleep just sounds nice.
0: Yeah, no I'm kidding. <laughs> well, once you get older, like yeah. you recognize the value of sleep. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> some don't, yeah. but I think that pe- once you get older, you kind of start to get out of that life of like staying up till two a.m., three a.m. Yeah. Uh-huh. Depending on your job, of course. Yeah, you know, I got some friends who stay up super late because of work. Yeah, but on generally speaking, especially once you have a wife too or husband. Uh, you generally kind of lay low or start to lay low as the t- you know time progresses. So yeah. yeah, I definitely would rather never be able to go out at night. Winter time would be rough because it gets dark at like 530.
1: <laughs> that sucks.
0: <laughs> so you have to cancel any dinner plans. <laughs> and you should never be doing any of that. <laughs> All right, last one. Would you rather... <laughs> what even is this question? Uh, would you rather communicate only in emojis... Oh, or gosh. never be able to text at all ever again.
1: Oh, you know what? I, I just want to text again. So that'd be a great way to just, you know, call me if you want to talk to me. Or, exactly. I See? mean, there's other methods. So, I mean, I, I'll use emojis, but I, I couldn't do only emojis. That'd be <laughs> That's a little too extra for me. For me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when people nowadays, kids nowadays, I sound like I'm an old man. I'm <laughs> 20, <23. laughs> but people don't call anymore. Yeah. They text. Yeah. So. I guess if you only texted, that would be a really difficult thing to do. So I guess you probably should use the only text in emojis if mm-hmm. you only texted. it. But like, I would, I'd rather have a phone call. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so much easier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, it's easier to communicate. Yeah. And if I can't make it, just like a text, if I can't make it, like get the call or whatever, then yeah. I'll call you back later. Yeah. Just like a text. Yeah. So I'd rather call, but well, listen, this was a good episode. I told the listeners 20 minutes and actually it's almost 40. Oh, wow. <laughs> I told you this time flies by yeah. before we record we recording. I told David that this stuff flies by, <laughs> you know, I try to keep it shorter, Yeah, that's crazy. but you know, it's just so exciting and talking about Jesus. It's just oh, hard oh, not yeah. to talk about him, you know? Oh, yeah. And so it's one of those things where, look, we're going to go as long as we can go or not as long as we could go, but we're going to go as far as the Lord's letting us go. And mm, then we'll yeah. cut it out. But Listen, I'm really glad to have you come onto the show. Yeah, and thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really excited to hear your, more of your story as time progresses. And then once again, if you have um, anything that you can do to support David, please send it his way. Uh, I really do believe in what he's doing right now. And I know for sure that the Lord believes in what he's doing right now. So uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you mm-hmm. and may his face shine upon you. Mm-hmm. So uh, without further ado... Uh, that's another episode once again you are listening to behind the mic with ac aka your host andrew christensen blessings y'all